officially the bye week blues here on Rocky Top. We got the week off. We, got some, we needed it uh, after that game. You can tell a lot of people were tired. A lot of people were hurt. And let's just say we still like death everywhere. So what is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee balls. My name is Sean. My name's Chase. Chase, we finally got the Bama game out of the way. I think at this point in time, since they've won like what 15 in a row people are just kind of sick of the bama game honestly <laughs> um uh, i'll ju- i'll let you start man just g- kind of give us your opening thoughts on the game yeah i think we uh we all wish that football was a three and a half quarter game because because we for sure would have been been it to the end at that point but um the score definitely didn't didn't show what exactly went on during the whole game so um, I'm glad the most watched game of the year out of any college football game all year. A lot of people got to see kind of what we were about through three and a half quarters and hopefully they turned it off by then. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we played really well for the three and a half quarters and then, um, had an untimely turnover there at the, you know, right at the, the beginning of the fourth quarter and it kind of went downhill from there. I think yeah. it kind of really showed our, uh, the lack of depth that we have and, um, you know, with our offense running as quick it do, as quick as it does, our defense does get tired. You know, towards the end, which in return, of course, doesn't help the depth. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be good now that we're we're past that game. We can kind of move on, get to the bye week, and kind of get some guys healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, if you take away up until that turnover, you have a ball game in the fourth quarter on the road against one of the best teams in the nation. So I'm not a betting man, but if someone were to tell me those odds, you know, if you're going to be in the game with Bama in the fourth, I would have taken them all day. So I thought Heupel played a heck of a game. Uh, you know, I thought our defense, you know, for the most part, they did okay. They they did a good mm-hmm. job stopping the run. They just they just got gassed, man, like you said. We have no depth. Um, Pruitt just kind of left us, you know, in a bigger mess than I guess a lot of people thought. But you know, de- depth is horrible right now. All of, and it, it, that's every position. And we'll get to Harrison Bailey in the portal. But you know, that's another thing we need to worry about. We have two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. So yeah, we uh, we got to figure out something pretty quick. But you know, I was really proud of the players. I thought they played a really good game. Um, I thought that Heupel played a really good game. I think Cedric Tillman probably had the best game of his career. Uh, who would have ever thought against Alabama, but he did. And Javate Payton had an awesome touchdown. I like his little celebration he did where he was mocking <laughs> the Alabama touchdown, a little mm-hmm. kung fu pose. But, yeah, I, I thought they did good, man, honestly. Um, another thing that we struggled with, though, was third down on defense. Yeah. I mean, and offense, I guess. But, man, third down defense, it just seems like they converted every single time almost. I think that might have – it seemed like they maybe missed maybe two third downs that I can yeah. remember, and that's because they got pressure on the quarterback. So we got to try and find different ways to get pressure on them. That's what it takes to get off the field. But uh, another thing I was disappointed in was the run game. I know Tyon Evans was out, or at least wasn't 100%, nowhere near it. But, uh, you know, in this league, you got to have at least, you know, three, maybe even four you know, really good running backs that complement each other. I'm not saying we don't. I'm just saying they didn't show up against Alabama. And and that might have been our linemen too, you know. It's a lot more difficult to 
you know, try and block these defensive linemen in Bama. And uh, I think White was his name for Alabama. Uh, he was he was all over the place. So, <laughs> or maybe it was Miller, White or Miller, I can't remember. But you know, they it seemed like anytime Jabari Small got the ball on you know third and one, every single time they just they just were pushing our linemen backwards five feet. So yeah, that was a. We really need Tyon Evans back to make our offense much more complete, much more balanced, and uh, and that definitely showed. It wasn't Cade Mays out. I didn't see he yeah. was out like the whole game, right? Yeah, so Cade was out. He didn't even make the trip. I don't think so. Yeah, um, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, we had a um, a walk on right tackle going against you know one of the best pass rushers in the in the country. So. That definitely wasn't in our favor, and I mean, he actually held his own pretty well. But still, I mean, you're you're you need know, all the experience you can get up there, especially whenever you're going against Bama. Yeah, exactly, and even just yeah, I I think that's what he wants to show to scouts and stuff. And I'm hoping he comes back another year. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, if if he can hold your own against Bama, you're pretty much going to get drafted, which he will anyway. But. Yeah, but, you know, it was a ball game. It was much closer than the score said and had indicated. And like you said, I wish we only played three quarters because we would have beat them. But, <laughs> or at least been close, much closer. But, man, it just it seems like every time we are so close to taking the next step, we just kind of get a reality check on our depth. And, you know, it, it, it sucks. But nobody, and I mean nobody, expected Tennessee to win this game. But I think that's, you know, that's a huge recognition for what this coaching staff has done. The fact that we yeah. were in this game in the fourth quarter, first-year coach, first-year scheme, first-year staff, first-year new offense. Uh, it's just it's just crazy, man. Um, I want to go out on a limb and say that – or not even out on a limb. I guess it's just – I want to vent a little bit about Tim Banks, our defensive coordinator. He is probably one of the most underrated – hires that this staff has done he has done an absolutely incredible job on defense i know bama beat us bad but you Except know on he, third down do, yeah exactly he, he's got to do something different on third down but he's been doing a very good job i think before the game or maybe still like tennessee's defense leads the nation i don't think conference i think it's nation and yeah. tackles, for, tackles loss. for loss yeah and which is insane yeah, did you did you ever expect that no. preseason? Yeah, I so. thought our defense was going to be uh, you know bottom tier SEC, honestly. Yeah, like Missouri or something like that. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't that know about bad. that bad. <laughs> they're like second. They're they're like second to last in the nation. Yeah, uh, I think our boy. What did you tell me about Arkansas State's head coach Butch Jones? Yeah, they they have the last they have the last ranked defense, and it's it's like by far like if. Uh, by far the worst defense by like a hundred yards per game almost, or it was last time I looked. Break They're giving up rig. almost six hundred yards uh, a game. Shoo, that's a yeah, it's not good. No, for that's the old Butch Jones five star hearts. It's a they process. No five star players, but they. Bad. Maybe they're champ. Maybe they're champions of life or something. I don't know. I hope so because that's about all they got going for them. But bye week, man. I personally hate the bye week, but I love it for our players. Uh, it's just me being selfish and wanting to see Tennessee beat up on people. 
on Saturday. <laughs> so I get why they do it. You know, they, I, I mean, if you looked at Hooker, you know, against the Ole Miss game and now Bama, like he needs rest. <laughs> he needs to, you know, take a couple ice baths and carb load and he, he needs rest if we want to have a chance against these closer games. But mm-hmm. uh, we got some. Um, I guess we can talk about the games coming up later. Let's stick to Tennessee topics now. Um, unless you had anything else you want to talk about, Bama. I mean, no. I thought it was just, yeah, uh, it's over. We were yeah. kept it close in the fourth. We'll move on. Uh, Harrison Bailey uh, ha- announced that he is in the transfer portal. Uh, let's be honest. I think we all saw this coming. Um, yeah. You know, Joe Milton, you know, as much as we want to talk about Joe Milton – I honestly, I truly think that he has more potential than Bailey in this system. Uh, it's obvious because that's why he's second string. I know everybody's mad that he ran out of bounds against the Ole Miss game on the last play, but I think he does have more potential than Bailey in this system. Not dogging Bailey by any means, but he fit Jeremy Pruitt's system. You know, he, he came here and was recruited by him and saw what Jeremy Pruitt had to offer. So, And Chris Winky or whatever the heck his name was, but – uh, it, it's unfortunate, you know. He, he was a five-star recruit. A lot of people thought he was going to come in and kind of be be the savior, I guess, to bring the program back. Uh, unfortunately, it just didn't happen that way. But mm-hmm. I'm happy with the way things have panned out as far as like our with Coach Heupel and Hinton Hooker and Joe Milton and everything. So uh, I guess I'll I'll let you give your thoughts on it, but definitely not shocking by any means. Yeah, I don't have much. I think, like you said before, we, we kind of all expected it. And, um, you know, he, he has some talent, quite a bit of talent, I guess. Um, we didn't really see much of him, honestly. We saw some games last year, and then, you know, he came in just a little bit this year. So, um, yeah, I hope he gets a, a good shot at somewhere else. I think he'll, he'll still go somewhere in the in the Power Five, um, maybe just a little lower level just to kind of – get his foot in and maybe get a starting job right away but um still has some learning to do i guess from from what we've seen he's still kind of raw it looks like he has some good arm strength but um Mm -hmm. he seems kind of flat-footed at times but you never know um i could see him moving back home going to like georgia tech or something like that i think there's some other teams like in florida that some people were saying that he was rumored to be um close with i don't know maybe like miami they're going to be looking for a quarterback, and um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up, see how he does with you know more of his style of offense. Yeah, my only my only request for anybody that's transferring from Tennessee, just don't go to a rival. You know, like God, if he goes to Florida, like the Florida Gators, I will. That's just such a bad gut feeling. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just, yeah, just get out of the conference, go to the ACC, you know. I, of course, a part of me is kidding, you know, do what makes you happy, do what's best for you. But, God, as a Vol fan, man, do, do not go to Georgia. Do not go to Florida. <laughs> do not go to Alabama. I'm talking to you, Henry T. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but I, I obviously the kid's got talent. He was like a five-star recruit on Rivals. He's got really good arm strength. We've seen that. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like any, I mean, I know he had some good plays in the spring. He had some good plays against Florida last year, like in the last few minutes and he did good whenever he started, but it is what it is, man. But we're happy with the players we have here. Um, does that give you more confidence that hooker's coming back another year? Um, 
Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what his plan is. And I think somebody asked him over the during this week or something, and he said that he hasn't even given it thought, which I'm sure he has. But you know, that's a yeah. typical kind of answer. Um, you know, I think before the year, I think that it was a for sure that he was going to be coming back or going somewhere, um, just because he wasn't really on any kind of draft board. But I was looking at some draft rankings for for the upcoming draft, and he was like the eighth ranked quarterback or something like that for next year. So, you know, if he has the potential to get drafted, then, then maybe he goes. And I know that I forgot which game it was, but it was either Ole Miss or the Bama game. Um, someone from the senior bowl came and was watching him. Usually if you get an invite from the senior bowl, you're, um, you're a, a decent draft prospect. So, yeah. Um, I want him to come back really bad just cause we only have, if he leaves, I mean, we only have Milton for next year. <laughs> Gosh, I'm not laughing at Milton. I'm laughing at the fact that that's literally the only quarterback, and um, we'll have the, we have that new. I was about to say we'll have that recruit yeah. coming in. Yeah, it just we'll makes me so mad. In the portal, we have to. It just makes me so frustrated that what happened to Salter happened. You know, he loved it here, but I'm just so mad that he got in trouble like time after time, like again and again. So, uh what could have been. But, yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think Kenan Hooker is honestly the most underrated quarterback in the nation. Like, no one's really talking about him. You know, I know he's on the draft boards and stuff, but, you know, you don't see any of the media talking about it because he's wearing the power tee. You know, they hate yep. Tennessee. But, I mean, it's uh, that's just a fact. Yeah, don't even get me started. But, yeah, I think he's definitely the most underrated quarterback right now. I mean, he's putting up numbers that are looking better than Matt Corral, who everybody is gloating over. And uh, I, I think he's only had what? Has he only had one interception? And two. that was the, the. He's had two? Okay. So before yeah, the, the Bama game, it was just and one. Then, yeah, and then Pitt. Okay. I thought he fumbled against Pitt. I didn't know he threw a pit. Oh, he did fumble against Pitt, too. Okay. He had the interception late in the game. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, but regardless, he's been putting up very good numbers. He has a very good hype, QBR rating. So. And it's just so weird, man. Like no one's talking about him. Like it's just the most, it's the strangest thing. But I swear to God, if you had, (laughs) I know. But I mean, the teams that we've lost to, you know, of course we're cursed against Florida, and they probably played one of their best games, minus Alabama game against us. But you know, Pitt is finally getting some national recognition. People were making fun of us when we lost to Pitt early. Now Kenny Pickett's like one of the Heisman contenders. So uh, Pitt's looking legit. We're uh, pretty much playing the, the top offenses. three uh, Heisman candidates already this year: Bryce Young, Matt Corral, yep. and, and Kenny Pickett. So, yep. uh, shocker there that we had that kind of schedule going into this year when we could have, we could very easily be six and two right now. I mean, if we beat Pitt, we beat Ole Miss, both of them, you know, went down to the wire. And you know, call me crazy, maybe I'm biased, but I think we're still better than both those teams. Like I really do. Like, like if we're, and we didn't have Tyon Evans at Ole Miss. Like I know Ole Miss was missing some players too, but Tyon Evans was like our arguably our best player on offense. Yeah. So, and Hooker only started. Her only played half the game against Pitt. Yep, Hooker only start. Yeah, we had Joe Milton back there. Yeah, Joe Milton missed so many. Yeah. He missed a wide open touchdown, and then I'm not gonna blame it all on Milton, but a couple receivers just completely dropped a ball, you know, in the end zone. So. You know the offense wasn't clicking all the way at Pitt. Let's just yeah. put, let's just sit, call a spade a spade. So, yeah. but if I guarantee you, if we replayed Pitt right now, would be 
I think I would like our chances. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm getting off topic here. But yeah, no one's really talking about Hendon Hooker. Uh, we all know it's because he plays for Tennessee, and that's cool. But he is <laughs> definitely one of the best quarterbacks, and I guarantee you, if he's playing like he is, and he comes back next year and continues to develop and plays like he's doing now, uh, he's got to be a Heisman contender. I mean, we there's might be no doubt in the top fifty if he comes back. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> if, he, if he comes pre-season back, top, pre-se- preseason top hundred. <laughs> yeah. All uh, SEC seventh team. They'll still be talking about Matt Corral. They're yeah. they're, they're obsessed with Matt Corral right now. Oh, he's it's going ridiculous. pro. He's like a top five pick right now. Top ten. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. See, that's the thing. Next year, like a lot of these guys are going to be gone. A lot of Georgia's defense is going to be gone. Finally, they're just going to reload co- with some other guys. A lot of coaches will be gone, man. Like Dude, we got coaching. That's going to be gonna crazy be- next year. And it's not just like head coaches. Like, within the conference, everybody's taking everybody's coordinators. Everyone's taking, yeah. you know, recruiters. Like It's it's going to be a madhouse, uh, especially yeah. with LSU. The LSU is going to have an opening. And, uh, you know, USC. there's rumors that USC's got an opening. Um, and, you know, uh, there's rumors that Ole Miss might have an opening. Just rumors. And there's rumors that Penn State might have an opening. Uh, there's rumors that Michigan State, their head coach, Mel Tucker, like, there's rumors that he might go. Yeah, there's big jobs open that are going to be, you know, going out and trying to find some some big time head coaches at some big schools. So, like you're saying, I mean, Penn State, James Franklin's been rumored to be the top or the front runner for both LSU and USC. So, <laughs> I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that he's going to be taking one of those if everybody's right. But if, and then you know that leaves a huge job in Penn State open, which is going to you know require another uh, top tier head coach and. Um, Virginia Tech's slacking off a lot. And I know one of my good friends is a Virginia Tech fan. He wants Fuente gone immediately. So, um, so I think that that job will be open, but they'll probably wait till after the year. So, uh, Virginia Tech's, you know, a good program and, and they'll require a good coach as well. So it's going to yeah. be a interesting coaching carousel. Yeah. You know, I never really understood the Justin Fuente hire. I know he had a good record. At whatever school he was at before, Memphis. yeah, he had, he had a good record at Memphis before, but just, well, he was kind of like that. Everybody kind of wanted Fuente at the time, just because he was one of those. He was kind of like a hypo type offense, and that was really just kind of becoming the the big time thing. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be a good hire. Um, I know that, like the friend that I was talking about, we were we went to college together, and he was we were talking about it the other day. And uh, they were thinking that they may get like Billy Napier from uh, Louisiana Lafayette, which is a pretty big name. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm interested to see what all happens. It's going to be kind of a crazy one. I think there's going to be a lot of jobs that are going to be open that you probably won't think of, and some other ones that are going to be filled by some questionable guys. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the hardest part about coaching, and you really don't know if it's going to work out until it's too late, obviously. But just because they win at a program, a certain, like, Memphis or Cincinnati, like Butch did, doesn't mean they have what it takes to win at, like, a higher level. Um, thank God we have Heupel. Uh I'll admit, you know, I was on that bus of this is just, like, another Butch Jones. Like, he mm-hmm. had success, and I don't think that's going to transition. And I was wrong. Uh, I'm loving this offense. I'm loving his play calling. Uh, I'm, I'm really, we're, we should be really fortunate that, uh, you know, 
just wait until he gets his own players and recruits who he wants to recruit. And whenever we start winning games, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be ecstatic. So hopefully we can keep that up and keep momentum going forward. But yeah, uh, Fuente, you know, you know when I knew Fuente wasn't the guy. Wait. When he lost to freaking Butch Jones at Battle of the Bristol. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know hey, that we was had his a good first team year. year. I know. I'm just I'm just making a joke. But yeah, we were actually pretty decent that year with Alvin Kamara as our damn second string running back. But yeah, man, I think that was his first year there too. But uh, yeah, they they had. I, I honestly think they probably could have beat us, but they turned the ball over about five times. Yeah, <laughs> so. they were up like twenty-one to. 10 at halftime or something like that, 21-13. So. so let me tell you a quick side trip story about the battle at Bristol. So I really wanted to go, but unfortunately I, I just couldn't. I know you went. I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch <laughs> of my buddies went too, but I really wanted to go with everybody. And let me just say this. I have had one migraine my entire life, and I, I kind of thought they were just fake to just get out of events and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, let me assure you, they are very real, and the only migraine I've ever had in my entire life was that night in 2015 at Battle at the Bristol. Um, mm. I, it was, and it literally happened within minutes of that game. Like I, 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 you know, when the Battle at Bristol was announced, it was announced like what two years in advance. Yeah. So I've been looking forward to this night for two years. Okay, I got the remote ready. The first, you know, the first play, I saw kickoff. And literally, like, whenever the first drive starts, I felt extremely nauseous. I thought I was going blind. Uh, luckily, my family's in medicine, so I start calling them, and I'm like, hey, hey, I think I'm going blind. This is happening. So they asked what was going on, and I told them. And <laughs> my dad, I'll never forget what he said. He's like, son, I know you've been waiting for this game, but you need to lay down. You're not even going to be able to see it. You're about to be blind for the next couple hours. So I was like, great. So I remember, like, flashes of my wife telling me the score <laughs> and she told me like it was like tw- wasn't it like 21 to 7 or something like that yeah. like, they were ahead by something like that yeah i have never been more mad about not being able to see having horrible pain all over my head and nausea <laughs> and missing the entire game and i woke up luckily it was gone the next morning it was honestly like a hangover kind of but i woke <laughs> for those of you that drink but i woke up the next morning and I was so mad because I was like, God, like, how bad did they beat us? I was such in a pissed off mood. <laughs> and I refreshed my little score on Google. And luckily, we, we ended up winning big time. But once I figured out that we won, I was like, yes. So it, it, a game is so much more enjoy, enjoyable and less stressful whenever you know you're going to win and you just watch it on demand just to watch the plays and stuff. So <laughs> I was uh, I was still screaming at the TV when we were down 21-7, I knew we were going to come back and win. But, uh, man, I heard that event was pretty rough just because, like, they weren't prepared as far as alcohol and, like, parking, and it was hard to see, and it was dark. and Yeah, it was um, – yeah, I mean, you were sitting – I mean, I feel like I was, like, half halfway up on the in the bottom row or in the bottom mm. section, but it was – I mean, it was so far back. I mean, everybody still looked like little ants. So it was, <laughs> that was the only bad thing. I mean, I, I think, you know, prior, I mean, game went, game day was there and everything. So we got there pretty early that, that morning and we were able yeah. to go see game day for, you know, the time that it was there. They had some concerts around the place and then, you know, just tailgating all day and 
Um, trying to wait until an eight o'clock game was just felt like all day. But I mean, other than that, I, mean, I don't think that I ever went. I don't think I even went to the concession stands during the game or anything. So, yeah. Um, you know, as far as I can remember, everything was fine. But it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was different. That's for sure. That's cool. Yeah, honestly, that headgear that Corso picked. I know he picked us, but. I'm not a NASCAR fan, but that NASCAR Tennessee helmet was pretty sweet. Do you yeah. know that? Yeah. That, that was, that's been my favorite headgear he's ever done. It was pretty cool. So, But, man, anyway, that was definitely way too long of a sidetrack. Sorry, y'all. But uh, <laughs> coaching staff is going to be crazy. People are going to be bouncing everywhere. Coordinators and recruiters are going to be bouncing everywhere. Uh, so it, it's going to be madness. Let's just say that. I'm hoping we can keep as much as we can on our staff, but – you know who who am I to get mad at a position group to want to try a coordinator position? I would I would do the same thing, you know. <laughs> so hopefully we can keep everybody and everything like that. We do got some good games coming up this week since Tennessee's not playing. I will definitely be watching the Kentucky Mississippi State game, acting like a scout, trying to figure mm-hmm. out who we got and who we need to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Kentucky has that transfer wide receiver who's supposed to be Wild fast. Deal. Yeah. Yes, he's yes, good. Yeah, he's good. he is good. He's quick and he's good. So I, I know we, I'm going to be worried about him. And then um, I know their quarterback Levis makes some good plays in the air and on his legs. And then um, also their running back, I think his name is Chris Rodriguez. Chris Rodriguez so yeah, yeah and I, I think he's leading the SEC in some stat. I can't remember, but maybe it's total yards rushed. Honestly, because they love to run the ball. But uh, he's also yeah. played every game. So, um, and I know their defense is pretty legit too. So, uh, are you gonna check out that game too? Yeah, I'll be I'll be there. Or, yeah, um, they play you know, Mississippi State, right? Yeah, yeah, they play. Yeah, I think they play State. at Mississippi. Yeah, State. At Mississippi yeah. State. Yeah, that'll be it'll be an interesting one. That's for sure. I think the um, Mississippi State. I don't think I think Kentucky should win and get win the game. But um, yeah. We're going to see kind of what their pass defense is like. I don't think Mississippi State ever runs the ball, so um, <laughs> we'll see what the we'll see what their defensive backs are, are ready for. But they do have they do have good uh, offense and defensive line at Kentucky, um, so I think it's going to be a, a good game, and uh, I would expect Kentucky to win that one though. Yeah, you know, I, I think Kentucky might win it too, um, but I do think Kentucky is going to be tired after the game, especially with the air raid offense that Mike Leach is going to be doing. So um, it's I think it's honestly a great matchup for us to scout just because you can see which cornerbacks, you know, which one will bite certain plays since Mike Leach likes to throw it a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm pretty excited to see what he brings to the table and what he can do against that team. So uh, yeah. I, don't th- I don't think Kentucky has any cornerbacks that we're worried about. Usually they're dangerous in the trenches. Yeah. Um, you know, just based on how Mark Stoops has been coaching and his game plans since he's been there. And uh, the cocktail parties this weekend, so Florida and Georgia. Um, unfortunately for Florida, they're kind of they're struggling a little bit. Um, I know they probably played their worst game against LSU. They had like five turnovers, and they only lost by a touchdown. But still, it is what it is. <laughs> um, I think Georgia wins that one. Uh just because their defense is unreal, I'm not I'm not wowed by anything on offense from Georgia. Uh, honestly, um, like I think I think Ole Miss has a better offense than Georgia. Um, oh yeah, you could ar- you could argue we might have a better offense than Georgia. Yeah, but uh, but what makes them 
super scary is their defense. You know, their mm-hmm. linebackers, Jordan Davis, a lineman. I mean, he could probably get past a triple coverage. So, uh, and and their defensive backs are good too. So, it, literally every player on defense probably a five star recruit from somewhere. So, um, yeah. you got Georgia winning that one too comfortably. Yeah, I've got it. comfortably. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that. I mean. For some reason, Florida's offense is struggling right now, and uh, I don't really expect them to pick it up against Georgia. So I would expect, you know, I don't even. I wonder what the line is for that one. I don't. I think it's fourteen. Fourteen. Um, yeah, I'd say that's about right. I'd say yeah. fourteen, twenty-one, fourteen, twenty-one yeah. points or so. Yeah, I think it was fourteen, if I'm not mistaken. And I think the over though was like, like fifty, for some reason. So fifty, fifty-one, something like mm. that. That's interesting. Um, at least, the, at least ESPN's. Yeah. You know whatever they did. So I don't know if they go straight from Vegas or if they have their own algorithm. But and then I think the CBS game is Ole Miss versus Auburn. That's going to be a good game. Um, mm-hmm. Auburn's kind of s- sneaky at getting better each week. You know, uh, Bo Nix. Sometimes he looks like a Heisman contender, and other times he looks like Jerry Yarantano. You know, it is what it is. So. <laughs> Depends if he's playing home or on the road. If he's on the road, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's freaking terrible. I think Ole Miss wins this game, um, and I don't. Every time I think of Bo Nix, I just imagine him like just running around like for his <laughs> life, and then he just throws a dime. You know, just I feel like he's every, a he's a uh, knockoff version of Johnny Manziel. He's a great value version of Johnny yeah. Manziel. It's exactly what he is. So I, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, <laughs> I think Ole Miss wins this game, uh, not because they're, I mean they're they might be a little bit more talented on offense or maybe a lot more talented, but I think at this point the refs and everybody else is going to protect Matt Corral to get his Hasman. <laughs> if the if the officiating is anything like it was when we played Ole Miss, Ole Miss wins by like a thousand points. But I think uh, I think they're going to take care of business against Auburn. Who do you got in that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Auburn or uh, Ole Miss as well. Uh, I think that. Offense is gonna, you know, beat up on their defense a little bit, and then I don't think Bo Bo Nix will score much, even against Ole Miss's defense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That'll be a crazy game. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm just glad we don't have to hear Gary. Uh, I'll just <laughs> we'll have to hear Gary when we play Kentucky. Um, so let's go up north. I know Penn State's playing Ohio State. Uh, I think Penn State, they lost – who they lose to? That's somebody bad. Illinois. Like, nine Illinois. overtimes. N- nine overtimes. That's right. That was the crazy game. Yeah. Okay. God bless. So, so, honestly, nine overtimes. Just flip a coin at that point. Good <laughs> Lord. Um, I think Ohio State wins, unfortunately, yeah, as much I as I hate both. I hate both of these programs, honestly. Like, I can't – honestly, I hate every Big Ten team. But <laughs> I really hate, like – the teams we're, t- we're going to talk about this matchup and the next, but yeah, I, th- I think Ohio State wins. They just they just have talent everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's everywhere, and it's for whatever reason too. Like everybody loves going to Ohio State Buckeyes. Like they just that stupid mascot, man. I just I can't stand them. <laughs> I don't get it, dude. If I'm a high school recruit from Florida, where it's beautiful, you have palm trees, you got crazy people. Like just it's Florida, though. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, how in the hell am I going to go all the way to Ohio State where it's cold and they like Buckeyes? Like, I just uh, – <laughs> they must have they must have the best recruiters. and I mean, I don't even think their stadium looks cool. Isn't it called the Shoe or something? Yeah, the Shoe, yeah. The Shoe. Like, that's stupid. So, anyway, 
I think Ohio State wins. Um, let's we got a big rival game for Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know anything about either one of these teams. I, I know more about the coaches than I yeah. do the actual teams. So, um, do you know, like, does Michigan or Michigan State do either one of them have a good offense or defense that stands out? I don't really know. Yeah, so Michigan State was kind of the surprise team of the year so far, but they have played literally nobody. Um, so they're just now getting into the meat of their schedule. And so it's like uh, Kentucky. Pretty much, it's exactly like the same situation, except for at least Kentucky's played Florida um, whenever they were playing well, actually. They just didn't play great that game. But um, Michigan State literally has played nobody, and uh, I would I would honestly expect them to lose by quite a bit, even though they're ranked number eight to Michigan. So Michigan actually looks pretty decent. Both of their defenses are pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I guess both I – th- I would definitely take Michigan's offense over Michigan State's offense. So – I think that yeah. they, uh, you know, if Michigan State comes out and wins this game, I think they're actually, you know, relatively decent because I think Michigan's okay. Um, but honestly, other than that, I don't really know much. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think they're going to be good. Do you think so? Vol Twitter, I love you. They are, they really are the best. Do you think we are the best four and four team in the nation? Because I think we are by far, without a doubt. Yeah. ESPN um, does this like SP plus. It's almost like power rankings, but it's it's based off of I forget exactly what it's based off, but it's they had like us ranked number seventeen in the country, which is like two or three behind Ole Miss, one ahead of Auburn. Um, it was actually quite surprising. I mean, we're the only four loss team anywhere close to like the top thirty five. So yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we've had two losses to to two really really good teams, um, and then the other two losses, I think, were both you know deserved with a lot better talent, you know, in Florida and in Alabama. So yeah. very easily at this point could have been six and two, but we're four and four. So uh, here we are. Yeah, no, I I I, I agree with that. You know, yeah. I think the Ole Miss game, I think we could have and should have beaten them it's just unfortunate that we didn't uh but yeah i I think without a doubt we are the best four and four team without a doubt you know you you hit the nail on the head earlier talking about the heisman contenders like bryce young matt corral you know kenny pickett like we played all of them and we could have beaten you know two of them Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and we played the other one really close in the fourth quarter so with without a doubt um Let's go back to the portal real quick because there's rumors. I, I hate rumors, but I still want to address them just because if it becomes valid, you know, I didn't want to miss it. But uh, do you remember um, there's been a couple people in the portal, or really a bunch of people lately, but um, it's rumored that uh, Spencer Rattler is going to be in the portal soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw somebody tweet that he's no longer in the directory, but for some reason he's still suited up for Oklahoma. That's weird. Um, I personally don't want Rattler. Um, I'm extremely happy with Hendon Hooker, and I think Heupel, if he can develop Milton during the offseason, I think he's going to be light years better next season if he stays as well. But um, to me, Rattler just did not – I don't know, man. He, he he looked rough. Like, I don't know if it's like a team chemistry or what, but um, 
like I feel like Oklahoma's fake, honestly. Like I don't think they're deserving of their ranking. They've almost lost some very to some very bad opponents, like very bad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if Kansas wasn't Kansas, they very easily could have won that oh, game. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Like I don't think you could offer me any quarterback right now. That and I would just turn him down. I'm just extremely happy with Hooker, and I don't want to. Yeah, I know we need depth and everything, but uh, I don't know. Like, I, what are your thoughts on that of Rattler potentially coming here? Just potentially. Uh, I haven't really heard that he's potentially going to be coming here. But I mean, if if Hooker was, if Hooker decides to go to the NFL, then I mean, I would. I've heard that Rattler is kind of a locker room um, drama queen. Yeah, drama queen kind of guy. But I mean, if Hooker yeah. ends up leaving, I mean, I, I mean, Rattler was a projected number one overall pick in the draft, and you know, maybe it was the expectations that got to him, and and you know, the, I mean, everybody was you know on top of him and all this other kinds of stuff. So, you know, maybe he could get a fresh start somewhere else, and I mean, he's got the potential. So, um, yeah. You know, unless they uh, just see him as too much of a drama queen, then, um, I mean, I wouldn't mind kicking the tires on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, I will say, and yeah, let me rephrase, if Hooker leaves, bring Rattler here. Yeah, if, that's, if, Hooker, if Hooker stays, <laughs> yeah, then yeah, I yeah. The, only, the only reason I don't want him here right now is because I don't want... I don't want to hook Hooker's feelings, man. It sounds like I'm yeah. childish, but, like, Hooker is the real deal. He's been proving it week in and week out. Um Something that people aren't talking a lot about Hooker is his confidence. Like, he, yeah. he never looks rattled to me, ever. Yeah. And, you know, when you're on the road at Florida, he was very composed. He was poised. Same thing at Tuscaloosa. And he's got a quick release. Um, you know, he's just, I don't know, his accuracy. Just, I love Hendon Hooker, man. I'm so glad he came here. Uh, I hope your buddy isn't too upset that, Hooker decided to come here after the year he's been having. Oh, he's been he, he's been texting me all the time about him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's legit, man. So I don't even know who Virginia Tech's quarterback is, but he's not putting up pin and hooker numbers, that's for sure. But yeah, I uh, definitely think we can get that done. So yeah. Um, did you want to talk about basketball? Do you want to get this thing wrapped up? Uh, we can just quickly mention that the first exhibition game is this weekend, um, Saturday. Uh, against Lenore Ryan, that's that's uh, Coach Barnes' previous stop. I think he actually went to college there or something like that. So, cool. Um, that is the first exhibition game, and then we'll go ahead and get this the season started November the ninth. Um, I guess one quick thing is Fulkerson did. We, we learned that he did break his thumb, um, but it sounds like he definitely will be ready for the start of the season. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, uh, there's also a crew he's choosing between FSU and Tennessee on Friday at 3.30, so we'll keep you all posted on that. But, yeah, basketball season, it's going to be a good time. We're excited for it. Um, and it starts November 9th as well. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Sweet. All righty, man. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. It's just short and sweet, some bi-week blues. We don't want to leave you all hanging just because we're not playing. Right. So. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of the Rocky Top Times. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, Rocky Top Times 98, and also on Facebook, the Rocky Top Times. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. As always, go balls. Go balls. <laughs>